welcome to Man's Not What, Season 1, Episode 4. Episode 4. My name's Holly, and I live in a pop culture black hole. Luckily, my mate John, say hi John. Alright. He's got his finger on the pulse, and each week he'll be educating me with the latest pop culture references from Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, um, I mean... Carrier pigeon? Carrier pigeon text messages, do people still send... Info WhatsApp now, isn't it? It's all WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Ah, okay. How you doing, mate? You alright? Yeah, I'm alright, mate. How are you? I'm good. You sound a lot better yes, since last I week. I am at full health now. Good. I got back on the healthy eating and did a bit of exercise this week. Wow, good. You know the kind of exercise where the next morning you feel like you're going to have to sort of commando roll yourself out of bed? I mean, that's most days for me. It's just life. All exercise. Not the exercise, ah, just struggling just to get out of bed. Struggling to get out of bed. <laughs> from, from the mass, uh, yeah, and the size. Ah, yeah. well, on the opposite end of the scale, I've also eaten a McDonald's vegan wrap. So I've a bit of balance there. Yeah, that was last night when you were drunk, wasn't it? I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to say I was drunk. I mean, I would, because you WhatsApped me at about quarter past 12, pointing to a picture of a bumper, kicking it and going... Is this what you'd expect a bumper to sound like? Right. In, the road? in my defence, there was a car bumper at the side of the road, a car bumper. Yeah. Like someone just left a car bumper, yep. right? And you would think, or I thought, that a car bumper's quite heavy, but me and Rich were kicking it. Yeah. And it was just really plasticky. Great content, this, isn't it? It is great so content. So if this is your first episode you listen to, it, expect more of this. Yeah, this is the sort of top quality uh, bumper-based chat you can expect from Man's Not What. It's true. How um, was your week, John? All right, mate, I got a tattoo. Ooh. Yeah, I was previously terrified of tattoos. so Like just I, to look at them? And no, just like injections, needles, anything like that. I yeah. lo- I've always loved the idea of having tattoos, okay. but I'm just too scared. Yeah. So I um, took some serious preparation steps. I got numbing cream. Yeah. Dr. Num. Had to order it online. It's called Dr. Num. Dr. Num. I wonder if it's a real doctor called Dr. Num and he invented a numbing cream just by coincidence. That would be a good party story good, to tell. Um, so I got that. You have to cling film it and rub it on your wherever you're having your tattoo for two hours beforehand. So it's quite a bit of prep. And where have you had your tattoo? Uh, just on my arm. And what is it? It says, I used to love her. And it's uh, not a reference to my fiancé. That would be awkward, wouldn't it? Yeah, I've never loved her, to be honest. Uh, ah, it's yeah, marriage of convenience in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's a hip-hop song. It's basically, the track is like an ode to hip-hop. Like, he talks about um, this person and about this girl, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and it's all a metaphor for the history of hip-hop. So oh, it's like my little ode to the music that I yeah, love. Yeah, maybe we'll share that on our social media. Yeah, props. Probably get it out of there. Probably just Probably won't. share but, it. Yeah, or, or a picture of a bumper. Um, Either. Should we find out what's coming up on the show? Yeah, let's do it. This week on Man's Not What, we find out about the job you wanted when you were five years old. We also get to grips with a man smashing up a travel lodge and fire festival. Everything you need to know. Story numero uno is fire festival. The Netflix documentary. Okay, so I feel like I'm up to date with this because... Holy shit. Yesterday, I went on to Netflix okay. and I looked at like what's popular and I just looked at what was in the list and I saw that the fire documentary was in that list. I haven't seen it. It's a good place to start. At least you're aware of it somewhat. I'm so, trying. Have you seen the trailer or anything like that? 
I watched a little bit of it, so I know that Ja Rule is like the organiser of the festival, and then I've seen clips where there's just it just looks like an apocalypse, there's just tents everywhere. Yeah, so basically, um, the Fire Festival was due to take place in the Bahamas. Um, it was billed as a luxury and exclusive festival promoted by supermodels and online influencers alike. Uh, the lineup was said to include Blink 182, Disclosure, etc. etc. Um, the documentary is actually focused on a guy called Billy McFarlane, uh, and the festival basically spirals out of control. Um, ja Rule is involved, so again, Ja Rule, just a re- bit retro uh, rapper. He's a bit retro. He is a bit retro, so I'd kind of forgotten about Ja Rule until yeah. this uh, story kind of popped its ugly head. Um, basically, they uh, sold uh, tickets for uh, $1,500, uh, was the cheapest ticket you could wow. get, rising to twenty five grand for a wow, ticket. Wow, that is a lot of money. Yeah, that was the most expensive tickets, and they were said to include like a villa and a luxury boat excursion and all sorts of in stuff. In the Bahamas? In the Bahamas, on a private island. It sounds amazing. It sounds amazing, and it was like supposed to be um, for the very rich... Uh, element of society in America. Okay. So kind of, um, we, we spoke about Coachella in our first episode, yes, right? Yes, we did, So it's yeah. kind of that on steroids, was basically <laughs> their, their plan. Um, and the documentary kind of explains the fallout and all the crazy stuff that went on behind So just to be clear, this mm. festival never happened? Well, I don't want to give too many spoilers away. Okay. Um, because people should watch it because there's lots of interesting bits on there. But yeah, essentially it was a complete disaster. Oh. Uh, and... I first came across this when I saw a Twitter account which was basically tweeting pictures from the festival because the official word was that everything's fine, everything's on plan and then people were tweeting out pictures of what looked like essentially a war, genuinely like a war zone of like tents and mattresses just on the floor and they were supposed to be these luxury accommodation for these people there. That sounds horrible. So when you watch it you, you kind of really see uh, just the complete craziness and how much out of control stuff was going on. Oh so, no, we um, have to watch that. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. There's So that's been a big thing. So this happened a few years ago, the actual festival. Yeah. The Netflix documentaries come out uh, recently and obviously there's a lot of chat online about it. So essentially, they all get, all the people involved in this get swept up with this guy called Billy McFarlane. And he's uh, not been a good friend to lots of these people. So I wanted to know from you, what was the worst thing that you've seen a friend do in your company? Um, I won't name any names. Okay. But I had an incident on a night out once where I'm sure we've all been there. You're on a night out. Yeah. And you really need to go to the loo. Right. Maybe you're sort of in between bars or in between clubs. Right, distance. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. You need to relieve yourself. Um, so I did go with a friend who right. did the loo and I said that I would guard the area. So essentially I would act as security. That's fair enough. Allowing them to relieve themselves in a corner. Yeah. In a sort of in a sort of safe space away from the public eye. Yeah. I would stand there, keep a lookout, see if anyone was coming, which was fine. Um I kept a distance from them, but unfortunately after they'd sort of started going to the loo, it did travel. Right. And I did end up with wet feet. So, essentially what you're saying here, and I just want to make sure we're absolutely clear. Yeah. Your friend pissed on you by accident, They did. They definitely did. Um, there was also an incident a bit yeah. later on in my life with the same friend. Right. Um, this time, she found herself in the same situation with my husband. Right. Who agreed to guard the area. Right, poor He boy. also 
stood a safe distance away from said friend and as he was keeping a lookout, making sure no one came, um, the liquid did reach his feet also. Wow. Um, yeah, that's not great, is it? No. That's not great. I have seen, um, and again, I won't mention any names, but one of my friends, um, when we were younger, there was an urban legend that you couldn't eat, an, a virgin can, <laughs> could eat an entire lime, but if you weren't a virgin, you couldn't do it. So one of our friends at the time was a virgin. So we said, well, eat this whole line then, because that must be possible. So he was like, well, I'll only do it for 20 quid. Yeah. So uh, the oldest one in the group was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll give you 20 quid if you eat this line. Starts eating the line. Now, I don't know if you've, if you've bitten into like, just even a piece of line. I lime. So you're talking the actual peel as well? Everything. Wow. So he's giving it a go, and obviously the like the acidic nature of said lime yeah. starts getting into your esophagus and all the rest of it. He gets violently ill, mate, oh, no. um, and he's throwing up into uh, a pint glass because oh, we're at dear. a pub after hours. Uh, that's not the worst of it, though, mate. It gets worse. It gets worse. So he's filled up a pint glass of puke. Someone pulls out a breadstick and says, I'll give you another 20 quid. If you dip this in the sick and eat it. Oh no. Let's just say he was forty pound richer by the no, end of the night, it's Holly. Not worth it. It, it's not worth There's it. There's a better way to earn forty pounds. Yeah. And that's doing honest day's work. Yeah. Um Holly's got her hands on her head. <laughs> <laughs> she looks genuinely I can't handle it. genuinely disturbed. I also um, have another story that I feel compelled to share. Go on in. Now we're talking about sick. Go on in. Oh, um I'm not going to name any names, and I wasn't there, but someone once told me that they were out with their mates at uni, yeah. and there was this guy who they'd hang around with. Right, sounds like bullshit immediately. I mean, on. it's not. And they were drinking, and then he just said, oh, I feel sick. And they were like, oh, right, okay, don't know, what to, I don't know how to help you yeah, there. Yeah, what do you want me to do? And then he just, he just pulled his top open, oh, no. sicked, down himself inside the top, <laughs> and then after he'd done it... Just carried on drinking his pint. Oh, for fuck's sake. And they were like, oh, uh, mate, do you want to just go home and maybe have a shower and just meet us back oh. later? And he's like, oh, no, I'm all right. You're not all right. You're not. You're not all right in go two ways. Go have a shower. Yeah, and then go to the doctor and, and go say... go to the bed and have a like, sleep. Yeah, I go to the doctor and say, look, I'm having some issues. I threw up on myself and it didn't bother me. And that's not right. Do you think that was the same guy who ate a lime? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> who knows? All right, but yeah, fire festival... Watch the documentary. I'm going to watch uh, that. For those of you that haven't seen it, it's, it's an amazing watch. Sounds like top lols. It is top lols. Uh, I can't remember if there's any sick in it or not, but it probably is. Hopefully. John, do you know what I've just realised? Yeah, go on. That's two weeks in a row where I've basically admitted that I've come into contact with other people's we. Yeah, maybe you're some sort of weird magnet for piss. I really hope not. That's twice that's happened to me now. <laughs> Maybe we should have a new feature, which is like Holly's piss stories. I need to get like some guards for my feet and body, like some kind of plastic. Just all live in, in one, one of those hamster wheel bubbles. Yeah. Like one of them all the time. I ask for that for my yeah. birthday. That's good, actually. Um, should we go into the second story? Yeah, story two. Okay. I've titled this one The Travelodge Digger Guy. Okay. Is that ringing any bells with you? Yeah, I think someone at work told me about this. Right, I'm going to have to go more obscure next week, because you, so. you're knowing a bit about these now. Yeah, someone annoying. at work told me that there was a guy who right. didn't get paid like a contractor, Right. and then because he hadn't been paid, he used the digger to smash up the travel lodge they'd just built. Who, so who told you about this? It was a lady at work. All right. Yeah. She cool then? At the old day job. Um, yeah, she must, be, she must have her finger on the pulse. All right. 
she what she do for it? She cool now? She cool person? Young, um, young, cool. Um, she's an old lady. How? Where? Hang on a minute. What, when you say an older, what are we? What sort of age bracket? Are we? In the fifties, I'd say. She's in her fifties, yeah. and she's telling you stuff. This yeah. is why we're doing this pod. This is the importance of this pod. I mean, you should be telling her that. Going, oh, Margaret, have you heard about the Travelodge digger guy? Yeah. And she's going, oh, I've never heard of that because I'm not down with the kids. And also, I have I haven't got anything to tell her now because you've taught me things that she's already taught me. Exactly. So, so it's annoying, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but you are right. Um, essentially, this week, a builder uh, was not paid for work done on a Travelodge, so he took revenge in what I'm describing as the most geezer build away imaginable. He essentially rammed his digger into the reception of a travel lodge in Liverpool. Um, it was over a £600 debt for work carried out, but it's ended up costing like thousands of pounds worth of damage in the process. Oh um, there was a guy on the scene, a ceiling fixer called Samuel White, who told the BBC that the driver of the digger was involved in a pay dispute over £600 with contractors at the hotel. He said, the handover was was today, everything was completed, we put the last tile in, we cleaned up and made sure everything was perfect. Then some idiot in a mini digger decided to drive through the middle of the building. There were loads of workers outside, all gobsmacked, jaws to the floor, wondering what's going on. The site manager was running around like a headless chicken. He wasn't happy at all. Aww. So, yeah, not ideal. That have you sad. Have you seen um, the clips of it? I've not seen the clip. Up? There's a clip. Mate, there's... Um, if you go on to if you go on to Twitter um, and just put in Travelodge What's Digger Twitter? Guy, I'm joking. They're good. <laughs> uh, there's a um, account who's actually got all of the uh, videos essentially. An account set up to that one event. No, I think it's his normal account, oh, okay. but he's decided that um, he's just going to upload this for the world to see. Yeah. Um, so we'll I'll retweet this uh, from the official account because it's very funny. But essentially. Uh, here's the first video, just so you can get your reaction on this. Order. Describe what you see in there, Okay, so I can see a digger, and it's slowly coming up to the doors of a travel, like literally, like slowly reaching over. It's coming in. It's a really tiny <laughs> digger, but it's just, it's just sort of, gra- it's like a grabbing machine at a, like an arcade, <laughs> and it's just sort of, it's like a little cute digger. It's not. I mean, he's smashing for a reception. I know, but it's just that the people seem like they're the same size as the digger. And diggers, I thought, were a lot bigger than that. So one person, you know, mini one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he is... So he's smashing up the yeah. glass and the metal. He has gone nuts. Yeah. Yeah, he's gone absolutely crazy smashing stuff up there. Um, have you ever, like, gone absolutely mental or gone berserk or done anything crazy like that? You don't really strike me as a... No, I don't think I have. Berserk Not person. Not berserk. I once had a blazing row with my friend over... So, Gaz, who um, is on my other podcast, Notorious P.A.D., he's yeah. my, my co-host and one of my best friends. He, we were in the car and we were all drinking and he was the designated driver. I think I've heard this story. And we... He, I just said to him, I'll put this on, put this on. I'm just shouting at him to put something on. And he's like, no, I'm putting something else Music-wise. on. Music-wise. Just, mu- just literally one song. Yeah. And we just started having a blazing row... And we were shouting at each other. We had to pull over and we were just standing like nose to nose, just going <laughs> berserk at each other. And I'm just going, Why don't you put it on? And he's like, Because I don't want to fucking put it on. And then we just had a massive row and then it, we basically drove off and I had to walk home from like, you know, <laughs> about a mile away from my house. Yeah. Uh, we were livid with each other for about a whole day. Can you remember which songs? I can't remember what the songs I were. Remember the songs. No, it was probably just like some grimy garage because we're like top boys. Spice Girls or something. Yeah, probably a remix, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, yeah, then just text him next day again. 
bit bang out of order when I saw it. Sorry about that. And then in his wisdom, he forgave me. So that's good. Turns out forgiveness is the way forward. Yeah. Nice message. Um, if you could smash up anything with a digger, I mean, I can't see that uh, opportunity arising very often. What? Where would you go? What would you do? I'd wait on a high street for someone to drop some litter. And then as soon as they dropped it, I'd come up behind them. I'd be like at a safe distance so I wouldn't want to hurt anyone. And then I'd just start smashing up the piece of litter that they dropped. And they'd just turn around and be like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? And I'd literally just like hammer it to the point that it was just nothing. And I hoped that it would shock them so much they wouldn't drop litter because there's nothing worse than being behind someone just watching them just drop like a massive piece of litter. Yeah, it's horrendous. I'd just follow them all day and just be like, right, you're going to drop litter, are you? Okay, I'm going to smash the hell out of it with a digger. But do you think that's kind of counterproductive because... Yeah, a little bit, yeah. But right. hopefully it would just hammer that message into their brain yeah. and they'd be petrified to drop litter. That's a good point. They'd actually. be like, if I drop litter now... A digger's going to come out of nowhere and start <laughs> smashing the hell out of it. That's, yeah, I didn't think about it like that. So it's kind of like a community project scheme yeah. that I think maybe the council could get on board with. Do you know what I would do? What would you do I've with a digger? Been, I've just been thinking about this. Um, so there's a roundabout, the Redbridge roundabout in Leytonstone, for ah, those yeah. of you that know it. It is an absolute nightmare. And I, I've been cut up coming off this roundabout genuinely once a week yeah. for the last two years. It is quite years. dangerous. It is a nightmare. Like people don't use it in the right way they don't they get in the wrong lane basically and try and cut across three lanes of traffic it's insane so what I would do is I'd take the digger and all I would do is just keep going round and round the <laughs> roundabout and every single time someone went to cut me up instead of breaking like I do now I'd just smash straight into them ram them off the road and then it flip their like car into a ditch in real life. it, basically I'd be Matilda <laughs> and I'd just smash cars off the road flip them into the we're dirt. not talking about hurting people here are we well, in this world, I'm driving a digger around a roundabout all day, so I'm not sort of... <laughs> I don't think there's too much reality based on this idea. I hope there is an alternate reality where you are just in a digger all day <laughs> going round a roundabout. Driving around and you're not covered in piss every two minutes. Yeah, and then there's a lecturer somewhere trying to explain quantum mechanics <laughs> to a room full of students, and yeah. he uses you in a digger on a roundabout yeah. as an example. Exactly. Centrifugal force. Bit that doesn't, well. it doesn't, yeah. I mean, they can throw that word in there. Yeah, it doesn't apply to, to what we're talking about. It doesn't now, really, but, but so why not? Yeah, it's only sort of Archimedes. Yeah, probably say that. Stuff, uh, physics, and that. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for two truths, one lie? Go on, then, mate. Let's do it. Okay, so in episode two, we talked about the Golden Globes. We did. And you told me a little bit about the film Vice with Christian Bale. Big time. So I went to see that on Friday night. Oh, here we go. I really enjoyed it. Okay. And that inspired me to come up with these two truths, one lie okay. this week. Just to recap, uh, the score. It is 3-0. 3-0 is brutal, isn't it? 3-0. So I, ne- I need this to get back in the game. Because otherwise it's going to be a hard slog. Do you think you're going to get the point this week? I think we should do it monthly as well. So, I mean, I've already lost January, but I need to restore some pride. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, let's do it. Let's do it. So, here are your three statements. Yeah, and you have, have to a sip of apple juice. Sorry. Have a little sip, that might help. Mm-hmm. And uh, you tell me which one you think is the lie. Yeah. So, it's all to do with vice presidents. Ooh. The vice president only has one official duty, to preside over the Senate... And to cast a vote in the Senate if there is a tie. Okay. During Nixon's presidency, there were three vice presidents. Okay. The vice president and his family live in the Marine Observatory. So those are your three statements. You have to tell me which one is a lie. 
Um, okay, let me riddle this out. So Nixon uh, having three vice presidents. Well, didn't he do two terms? So he might have started with one vice president and then uh, have another one halfway through his first campaign and then have a different person for re-election. So that could be true. Um, one official job, the Senate and the vote. Maybe. I mean, that would sort of make some sort of sense, I guess, because I don't really know what their official duties are. So maybe there is a kind of case for them to do that. Um, and then to live in the Marine Observatory. Uh, I mean, it's one of them, I, I don't know. I've never heard that before. But then I couldn't, it's not like, I mean, obviously everyone knows the White House. Mm. Is where the president stays. Yes. So it's like, well, if it was somewhere noted, would I have heard it before? Maybe. Maybe they just live in a house. Maybe it's just a normal house. Not anywhere. Just to sum up, I feel like you haven't got a clue. Um, I feel like Nix, just, just the Nixon. The Nixon. I feel like Nixon is true. Okay. Because I I can I can kind of riddle that out. So I am going to go. Um, the lie is. The vice president lives in the Marine Observatory. That's the one you think is a lie? Yeah. I can tell you that is the lie. Get in there! Because Pride. the vice president and his family live in the Navy Observatory. Well, I knew that, obviously. Not I, the Marine Observatory. When I'm saying Marine Observatory and I don't know about it, what I was saying is I'm just testing you out to see if you had any tells there. And I immediately thought, well, it's obviously the Navy Observatory, obviously. Well, so. well done, mate. That's 3-1. Three, 3-1. One. Three, one, well done. Yeah, but I have lost the three points in January, but 3-1. So a little bit more pride restored. It's not bad. Yeah, so we'll um, we'll pick it up as a, for a new one in, in the start of Fair, and we'll start again. Yeah. See how we but yeah, mate, that was all right, wasn't it? That was very good. Um, do you want our final story for this week? Final story of the episode. It goes so quick, doesn't it, mate? It does. Sad when you're having lols, you, mate. Yeah, top lols and top bants. Um... A guy, a man, an actual human man, okay. um, a guy on Twitter called That Eric Alper, he is a blue tick official and he tweeted out something that went viral this week. He asked a very simple question which got uh, 15,000 retweets, 20,000 plus likes. And it was a very simple question. The question was, what job would you have if it was up to your five-year-old self? Oh, nice. So essentially, when you were five, you yeah. probably had an idea of what job you wanted, and if yeah. that came true, what would you be doing now? So I thought that, seeing as it was a little viral sensation, it was quite a nice, light that's little question. That's a nice story, isn't it? Yeah, I just thought, I mean, there's a lot of horrible shit that's going on. This week's been full of news and yeah. lots of depressing stuff, uh, plane crashes, the usual Brexit stuff, lots of misery stuff. A man's not what? Pop culture, fun, easy lulls. So, what job did you want, Holly Hall, when you were five years old? I wanted to be a chef. Chef, just a simple, just a humble chef, chef. With the white trousers, the white top, the cute little hat. Aww. I was really small and had a little blonde bob and I was five years old and I just wanted to be a chef. What did you want to do when you were five? <laughs> Hang on, let's back, let's back that up. When you were five and you wanted to be a chef, yeah. Yeah, were you one of those kids that, like, for Christmas you got one of those like little kitchen sets? I did have a kitchen. Yeah, what was your, like, what were you making in your head? Because obviously it's just imagination, is it? Kids make I all sorts bread. of chefs. Just bread, bread and, bread and soup, probably. An artisan chef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. just bread and soup. Bread Everyone and likes soup. a bit of bread and soup, don't they? They do. But did you ever, because, like, kids now, 
they have these kitchen sets, and it was the same when I was a kid. Like everyone had these weird kitchen sets. They come with like like food that's like plastic, yeah. but it's random. It's like a donut and a burger, mm. and then just fries. And they go, yeah, we're making donut burger fry burgers. And you're like, what? <laughs> that does sound delicious. That sound alright. Now said that. So yeah, I just wondered if you were making any weird concoctions, but no, I don't think so. Um, my little nephew got a washing machine for Christmas. Sick. So at Christmas, I was just watching him wash clothes. That's alright. So maybe he wants to open a laundrette. Like if I ask him, yeah. when he turns five. Yeah. They're quite sweet, aren't they, the little sets? They're alright. Might get myself one. They're better than my shit kitchen, anyway. Yeah, they're better than, like, real ones, because you have to actually do things with those, Yeah, well, do you know what? The best thing about those, like, uh, little kids' ones, they never get any, like, grease build-up. No. You don't have to do any, kind of, checks on them. No. Don't have to get them installed by a really expensive gas man. No warranty. Yeah. It's fine. When you're five, you don't have any worries, do you? No. Did you have an imaginary friend when you were a kid? No. That makes me feel like you did have I, an imaginary <laughs> friend. <laughs> you know, someone asked you a leading question. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were called Jock and Ginna. You had two? Two, Jock and Ginna. Jock was an old Scottish man, and Ginna was a girl not much older than me when I was about five or six. So many questions. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Imaginary friends are weird. I can't picture what they look like. Okay. I'm only going on what my mum told me I told her they were like. Aww. Yeah, but they, quite were, sweet. but they were really kind to me and they were like my friends. Aww. Better than you, better than you shit like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jock and Ginna, imaginary friends. It's really adorable. Sort of weird though, isn't it? But people, it is a bit it's weird, kind yeah. of a common thing though, isn't it? That yeah. Kids have imaginary friends. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just a way of, I don't know the psychology behind yeah. it, but maybe it's just a way of like understanding things or. Probably, and I guess it's like when you're a kid, you just want to play with other kids, yeah. and then when they're not yeah. around, you just go, well, I'll just create some characters in my mind yeah. your, your imagination's a lot more yeah. vivid isn't it when you're a kid really imaginative um, what did you want to be when you were five apart from friends with Jock and okay so I <laughs> I don't know if I just read this in a book but I wanted to be a marine biologist wow yeah which is mental for a couple of reasons one my surname's Bass which is a fish so imagine you know like earlier I was saying do you reckon Dr Nunn invented Nunn yeah but I would have been a marine biologist called Bass. Dr. Bass. Yeah. And his marine life yeah. show. Yeah. So that would have been just stupid. Um, also, I'm fucking terrified of the sea. So I watched Jaws when I was about eight, which is underage, but YOLO. And uh, it terrified me of the sea. And I've been terrified ever since. Like, I don't mind getting in the sea, like I'll swim around. But the thought of like being deep in an ocean or going down into the water which is essentially what marine biologists do on a regular basis. You could say that Jaws ended your dream, because you were five when you had the dream, Yeah. watched it at eight years old, yeah. and then no more. Yeah, so as much as it's one of the best films ever made, it's a career ending. Ended um, your career form, as a yeah. marine biologist. Yeah, so who would have known you know, what could have happened if I'd have carried on the marine biologist path? That is sad. It's kind of sad, but yeah. then, you know, it's all right, isn't it? You wouldn't like, be making this podcast, would you? That's true. And, you know, all 75 of these listeners would be devastated. Exactly. 75 is generous. Yeah. Uh, all six of you. Thanks for listening. Appreciate <laughs> Thanks, it. Thanks, um, guys. Should we um, probably listen to questions now? Yeah, isn't it, Mitch? let's do, do some that? listener questions. So our first listener question is from your lovely fiancé, John. Oh, gross. What's she saying? I am Riri on Instagram. What does it say? Can you make me a cup of tea, please? <laughs> yeah. Um, it says, would you rather... Yeah. Never remember anyone else's name, or never remember your own. Oh, well, that's quite dark. Actually. What are you saying, John? Um, never remember my own, because then I'd just make up something new every time, which would be really cool. So, like, 
like pretend I've got it now, yeah? Yeah. Say to me, like, you alright? Oh, hey, you alright? Yeah, I'm oh, good, Holly, how are you? Oh, you remembered my name? Yeah. Do you know my name? Yeah, it's John. Oh, good, great, thanks. See? That'd I'll be ne- easy. Right? Yeah. Simple. I'll just ask other people and then they'll tell me what it is. So that'd be good. I mean, I'd forget it, obviously, immediately, but then they wouldn't think I was weird. And if they asked me what my name was, then I'd just make up something cool. What if you were at the doctor's and you were like, hello, can I get an appointment, please? Yeah. Then what would you say? That's a good point, actually. They'd go, what's your name? And I'd go, you tell me what my name is. And they'd go, but we don't know who you <laughs> and are. And they'd go, well, why are you here? And I'd go, because I can't remember my fucking name. <laughs> so that's... Maybe you could give your date of birth. Yeah. And then they'd be like, oh, so you're either John or... Jim, and then you still wouldn't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's one of those things that I'm never going to have to really think about, but as a hypothetical, I'd go for that, because I like remembering people's names. Yeah, I feel like sometimes I don't remember people's names now, so actually I think I'm good with names, but not faces. Right, I'm good at both. That is good. Yeah, that is good. So Maybe you could help me. Yeah, well, you know, maybe we'll make that a new addition, we'll get people to come on that you forgot about, and we'll try and... Like build them up in your mind a bit more, so that okay. next time you see them, you know them really well. Yeah. It's gonna be difficult for me to actually work out who those people are. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so could be a bit of a problem. Um, any we other, also have another got? one. Um, so you mentioned fire earlier. Yeah. Someone asked us, "What's the worst experience you've ever had at a gig or a festival?" Oh, good question. So, cool. have you had any bad experiences? Do, do you know what? I've never. Um, I've never been to any festivals. I've been to a few gigs where I've I've actually had a whole pint basically thrown all over me. Wow. Um, which was annoying, but I, I can't really say that's like horrendous. I'm Is that sure like that's... when people get excited and yeah, they basically. just throw their drink in the air? And they just like, yeah, just throw a pint in the air and just went, literally soaked me. But I guess that's kind of common. Yeah. Um, what about you, mate? I went to Leeds Festival a few years ago, and I don't, you've never been to a festival, no. but for those listening who have, at Leeds Festival, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to do like a long, almost like a trough. Right, okay. So imagine like a long plank of wood right. and it stretches across a long distance and there would be like holes in be- in, in amongst the log, the long sort of thing. And yeah. then in between, there'd be like panels. So you could, it was like portaloos, okay. but they're all kind of like sectioned off. But all of the toilet holes are going down into the same pit. So I went to go to the loo whilst at Leeds Fest. Looked down. I mean, I shouldn't have looked down. That was my first mistake. That was my first mistake. Before I sat on the loo, I looked down into the hole. And in the pit, there was a denim skirt. Oh, no. (laughs) And to this day, I've got so many questions. Like, how did that skirt get there? Yeah. Did Did someone fall in and then lose it? Or did they have an accident, have to take the skirt off? Were they walking around Leeds Fest in uh, knickers? Oh, yeah, there's so many questions there. Because it's like, like you said, if it, I mean, it's, obviously they've come off someone, right? So, yeah, the skirt, someone wore that skirt at the, some point. Because if not, the likelihood of them being in nothing but a skirt, falling in and their body disintegrating, except for the denim, is <laughs> <laughs> fairly unlikely. So I'm assuming that they took it off, which means when they left that, they what must What were they wearing? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you take your skirt off in the toilet? When was this? Can you remember? How many this years was ago? like six years ago. Right. If you went to Leeds Festival... Can you please get in touch? Six years ago. Are you okay? And you're the denim skirt girl or guy, please get in contact with us. Let at, us know at if you're Man's okay. Not what. We need to know what happened. Are you still in that pit in Leeds? Yeah. Have you made it out? Are you now in Australia? You just kept digging until you got to the other side. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you okay, basically? I mean, I'm assuming so, because like, you know... 
We'd have heard about it, wouldn't we? Yeah. Well, you would not. I would have Someone heard. sat on the toilet would have heard them shouting, surely. <laughs> Help! Help I'm being dragged underground by the Samiad. Help me. <laughs> um, any other questions, mate? No, that was it. But uh, next week, if or in the week, if you've got any questions for us, we're going to be putting it out on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Please do give us your would-you-rathers questions. We do appreciate them. Yeah. Just to, you know, as weird as possible, um, quirky and odd. So we can have some top lows. Um, nothing too serious, please. Yeah. It's just easy and light. Just pop culture lows. Yeah. The things that I have learned this week are that I will never trust Ja Rule if he offers me a luxury trip to the Bahamas. I really, really want a cute little digger. I've learned that John had an old Scottish imaginary friend and I've rediscovered my desire to open a bread and soup restaurant. It's been a really good episode this week. I've really enjoyed it, mate. Do you know what, John? Yeah. Before we carry on, I've yeah. just thought, I'm going to need to devise a menu now for my soup and bread restaurant. <laughs> right, okay. So, what's your favourite soup? Um, do you know what? I'm a big soup fan, so I've got a few that are my personal favourites, okay. but my number one... Number one. Is leek and potato. Heinz big soup. Okay. Fucking delicious, mate. What are your other two? Um, I really like some just Heinz tomato soup. Yeah. Is a bit of a Heinz theme here. Heinz is genuinely the best soup. Okay. Um, in your opinion. In my humble opinion as a soup in expert. Your third soup, what are you saying? Um I would probably just go um vegetable big soup. Again, it's all about big soup is the one. Big soups. Yeah, because you get big chunks of stuff, don't you? Do you know what? I'm all about the lentil soup. Maybe like a lentil and tomato kind of vibe. What's your manufacturer? Um, Co-op own brand. Whoa. Actually. Whoa. Yeah, whoa, whoa. and then also uh, Waitrose own brand tomato soup. We've got into a better territory now. Very right. good, and yeah, just surprise me with the third one. You know what I'm saying? Like, just give me <laughs> a lovely, delicious Anything. vegetable. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, because obviously there's bread with this soup. Right? Oh, yeah. What's your bread? Sourdough. Whoa. I'm going sourdough with vegan Vitalite spread. Damn, girl. And I'm girl. having a lovely time with it. Do you know what? Sourdough is such a good shout because it, it works really well with soup. It's um, good for your gut, apparently. Not for mine because mine's huge. Oh, what bread are you saying? Um, yeah, I'd go sourdough bread, yeah. uh, but I would go for um, Bertolli. Is that not vegan? No. It's made out of olives, mate. It's probably got like butter or milk in it, isn't it? Probably, yeah. That's probably it, but... Other delicious spreads are available. Yeah. Um, but if you do want to sponsor us, Bertolli... Or buy a light. <laughs> or any other vegan or brand. Or Pure. Yeah. Just let us know. Then let us know. We've got a big space for you here. Yeah, or Nike, if you want to send us some free butter. trainers. <laughs> and butter, yeah. Nike butter. Uh, yeah, or Ferrari or any cool brands. Just yeah. want to sponsor us. Be good, on it? We're open. Should we say goodbye now? Yeah, thanks for a lovely episode, John. Mate, it's been a pleasure. Thanks. Um, if you want to follow us... We are on Instagram and Twitter. Man's not what on both. So get Same following, handle. get involved, get interactive. Uh, we're here every week. We will see you beautiful people next week. Have a lovely week. Peace.